0: You know what's the worst thing about moving? What? Moving. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am Tiago Lima. And I am Tiago Molokijos. And this is Things You Expat, your regular expat show. Today we will talk about something that expats nowadays are becoming experts in. Moving. So stay tuned. Alright, so how was your moving? I heard you, you moved last week, no? To to Yeah, yeah, I got
1: I got a new job uh, in Northern Ireland, uh-huh. and I had to move to a closer location, so I, I got a new apartment, a new penthouse, a new penthouse, big penthouse in, in Belfast. Ooh, we got, uh, we got the monies um, now. We got the monies, <laughs> we got the jobs, we got the scars. Uh, no, it is... It was an interesting time to move after COVID. Yeah, it must have been um, hard now. Ev- were,
0: were you looking for places during the lockdown or after the lockdown? How did it work? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I've, I've started looking like a month and a half ago, but I knew everything was closed and there were quite high hmm. restrictions on viewing houses, so you could actually not view houses until like two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, some people were, were taking like deposits and uh, online viewing
0: appointments. Okay. But, but besides that... How would that work? Most... You, you make like they a deposit a, and, and then you get a video and then
1: so just assume you get it? So basically they send you an online video, like a tour of the house, yeah. and then you submit an application with a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And then if they accept the application, so if the landlord accepts the application, mm-hmm. then you just pay the deposit and, and you get it because the application already has all the information that they I need to, to... But it was quite... Com- like... the these
0: actually yeah, g- I co-working, issues. <laughs> co-working so, issues so so did you actually use the, one of these platforms to get to your your apartment or what, did you go through a conventional yeah yeah one?
1: no i i had to to do this and uh, it was quite like with these new times of da- data protection it was quite strange to provide so much information just to um, send an application. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like a job application. <laughs> you had to give all your details, like reference letters from previous landlords. Reference letters uh, from landlords. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and. The thing is that like in, in in lockdown like in the first months mm. there was almost they didn't know what to do so we we're just a- accumulating a lot of applications yeah. so landlords at some point could pick com- could cherry pick from a lot of applications and that's just delayed the whole process mm. of getting an apartment like okay. um usually if you put an apartment on like you wait a few weeks until you have a person that you you like because well, you won't wait a few yeah, full years to, to rent the house. It's usually first
0: come, first served, as long as I like this person yeah. enough.
1: Yeah. But uh, in this case, you had a backlog of applications. Mm-hmm. So they could just cherry pick. And in the beginning, it was quite difficult to get the apartments that uh, to get actually some responses. Mm-hmm. You just send the application. It'll be like, I oh, will get back to you. And some some of them, I, they didn't even get back to me to until today. So, so I, I have a question today, so. about
0: that then. Yeah. What kind of houses were you applying for if in the end you got a penthouse? Were they mansions like, um, or something it, <laughs> with, with a pool?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. So basically, uh, it was a learning process. So because the company is not really in Belfast, I have to commute. Yeah. And I wanted uh, a place just outside Belfast in between the two cities. The, the city I'm working on, it's called Neary. And ah. the thing is that I, I was looking for somewhere in between. And the cities are not that big here, so... <laughs> It was a really niche market, but it was not about the size of the houses. It's just that okay. I think it's because it's a smaller city, and you apply like a foreigner. Like it's not that they are being like um, discriminate they don't discriminate or whatever. But it's like if you have other applicants, like families, like mm-hmm. why would you pick a, a single person, a person coming from Portugal? Like it's just, yeah, yeah. There,
0: there's more information, it's, more familiarity that yeah. usually plays a role into these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely,
1: but. But how I over came this and how I got a penthouse was basically sending myself a motivation letter in my behalf, like not only the landlord motivation letter, but my my own, like saying, this is me, this is what I do, (laughs) like that's why I need a house. Yeah. So it wouldn't come out of the blue like a Portuguese applying for a house in the middle of like the suburbs of Belfast or something like that. It actually looks um, a
0: bit nicer if you receive such an application. On that note, I actually did the same for the place I am living now in Brussels. I wrote a comprehensive motivation email for the the company to pass on to the landlord and as soon as they passed this motivation thing to to the landlord, the landlord called me. That
1: yeah. It was exactly like this. Like I applied with the motivation letter, next day I had the apartment. Yep.
0: Because if if you really show yourself and they see that they can trust this person depending on what you say, of course, but normally you want to show that you're trustworthy and clean and etc and then they can relate with you. That's the point. But
1: uh, and not only that. Like, if you put yourself, if you put yourself in the shoes of the landlord, like the more information they, they get from you, the the safer they feel yeah, exactly. to rent their apartment. That, that, that's, so,
0: that's the point. That's what I was saying, and, and that really helps and, in and getting a place. I think,
1: yeah. It did, but even uh, although the situation was difficult because Mm -hmm. of the whole virus situation where the applications were backlogged, I think the first move that I did, like for real, like when I moved to Belgium, like oh to Belgium, the place that I I would live, yeah, there, like that was I think one of the most difficult ones, like coming from Portugal having the loophole, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So the loophole that Thiago is talking about is basically in Belgium you cannot have a an address uh, without having a bank account, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but you cannot have a bank account without having an address. And without being, you you cannot register
0: in the city center without having an address and you cannot open a bank account without being registered. It's something like this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. Like uh, at the time that loophole was just so confusing, but gladly because the employer was a a university and the university is quite... Yeah, I remember they, they were expecting this situation, so they just give you advice. Mm-hmm. But the beginning was like so... I wouldn't say I would say scary, but like...
0: Yeah. How, how um, did you overcome the loophole?
1: What like was your I, first step? I, I did... My first step was uh, finding a student accommodation mm-hmm. because student accommodation would require less information from you. What do you mean? So... Like I mean that I applied for the city accommodation online from Portugal, and they accept the deposit from the Portuguese account without having like uh-huh. the bank account there. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I had already an address when I went to the city hall. So the city hall then allowed me to open the bank account and yeah, everything and just was, fell into place. Yeah. I see. Yeah, for yourself, for you is a bit different, right? Yeah, like my, my you case already was had different something I already
0: had a place to stay. So then I just registered everything else into yeah into the address I had. To yeah,
1: stay. It, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. it was actually quite but. Easy. Uh, I, I think it must be quite difficult if you are not working for a such uh, for such a big organization like a university. Like I, I don't know how people do. Like uh, no, no, I, I how do they see, overcome see, the would, loophole?
0: If you'd be employed by a company, um, I think that uh, maybe the company will give you some help in that sense. That they would give you some, I don't know, a document like the university provides, saying that you're going to be working here, so then you will be able to open an account. And then maybe trying to, yeah. you know, get a... Depends if you go to a new country with a job. If you go there without a job, it might be harder.
1: No, I don't think it, that's possible. Like uh, nowadays going for a new country without a job, if you don't have the address already, that must be like uh, quite almost impossible. Yeah. Even with the open borders from European Union, like uh, I wouldn't advise going for a, to a new country without an address or a job. Yeah. Like that that has to be... Must but be But I remember that... Yeah, but I remember that even the university solving that loophole, like the whole thing was quite slow, like getting to the the city hall, re- registering, re- uh, no, subscribing, like going to the bank, opening an account. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the police has to go to your house to confirm that you really live there. Yeah. That's a legislation from the city hall. Yeah, then you have to go back to the city hall, get the card. From the city hall, the the national uh, registration yeah, just card. your ID number, so, yeah, or your card, yeah. yeah. The whole the whole thing takes like I don't know a month uh, at least,
0: yeah, to solve. It does. That's why they so, advise new people, at least new students at the university, to always come a uh, fifteen to a month uh, earlier, before. Yeah, yeah in the UK it was quite different like
1: hmm. uh, okay this situation in Belfast and with COVID was like obviously more complicated yeah. but when I moved here to, like to uh, I Derry. got an apartment in a few, yeah to London there yeah. like in a few days um, no problems to, with the application the the real estate was super fast uh-huh. and opening a bank account was also quite fast after the address was taken care of so, oh, yeah.
0: like, so you, you still, no, still you, need you the had, address
1: huh? you still need the address yeah yeah but did it uh, need so to be registered
0: uh, I to was
1: open to, to, yeah. No, because the registration here, you don't, re- uh, you don't register with the city hall. You just have to open a national insurance number, which is something uh, that uh, it's basically a number as your social security number uh-huh. or fiscal number or whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. And that is only pendant or dependent on your work contract. So yeah. the moment you have a work contract, you can have that number. Obviously, you should have an address uh, for obvious reasons, but, yeah. um, I guess. The loophole was easier to solve. I'm not. I'm not sure if it was because the city uh, had less competition about rents or, or renting apartments, so the applications were quite easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Belfast, like uh, it's uh, the biggest city in the north, so uh, yeah.
0: Be... I guess different countries will probably have different loopholes and different uh, procedures. Uh, yeah, in this definitely. case, you've tr- we've talked about two of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure some are easier than others. Yeah, it's a matter of taking a look. What do you think, we make a quick pause now and then we come back with some funny moving stories? Yeah, 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 good idea. Since we're talking about moving, one of the pain points is always the furniture. It's big, it's clunky, it's expensive sometimes and we don't want to ruin it. It breaks my sweat when I have to move it. Did you know that after a house and a car, Furniture is the third most expensive item a person, an average person, buys in their lifetimes. I think it's better just renting it, maybe. (laughs) My favorite piece of furniture is a sofa. Did you know that the average sofa lasts for about 3,000 days? That's roughly eight years, and in these eight years, it is sat on by around 800 visitors. That's a lot of butts. And finally, discarding a bed I spend most of my time in an office chair. The inventor of the office chair was a genius in my opinion, and I was fascinated when I discovered that it was none other than Charles Darwin. He not only theorized about evolution, but he forced the evolution of the chair into such a practical piece of furniture, with wheels, incredible. You know what's the worst thing about moving? what moving well i know uh, <laughs> <huh>? moving <laughs> <The> moving itself <laughs> the actual it. the packing <laughs> everything choosing what you throw out among all the junk you have and deciding uh <laughs> what are you <laughs> gonna do and, and then furniture oh my god don't even get started about furniture like how, how do you accumulate so much stuff that's that's the question like how, <laughs> where d- does all of that how is your your, your move did you uh, is your penthouse furnished
1: uh, yeah, it was furnished already. Like I, I, am moving slowly, so I have all my th- uh, mm-hmm. all my things in my girlfriend's garage. So I'm just taking all right. whatever, whatever is needed at a time. Like uh, the essentials and the survival kit is mm-hmm. already there. So I think that's the the it's true
0: expat way. Just rent a yeah. furnished place already, because who is gonna own furniture nowadays? <laughs> it, we're, yeah, we're we move so exactly. often. We just move so often for professional reasons or personal reasons nowadays that. I, yeah. I don't see a point in in owning furniture, but maybe in <laughs> five <every> years t- <laughs> I will change. Let's see.
1: Yeah, and every time you move you, you think like this is the last time for the next coming years. And you just want to, to stay in that place because just moving is so so bad. Like <laughs> yeah. so bad. Um
0: So you have a furniture but place you move and you're moving slowly, but you have a lot of stuff already from to move from London? Yeah. Well, from the garage, let's say. Did you fill up the garage?
1: Le- no, no, because like <laughs> when I moved from Belgium here, I eliminated all the trash in my life, like in the sense, like I took the things that I was not using. So, mm-hmm. when when I moved out of Belgium, I I realized I really had a lot of stuff, so I had to take a lot of things out. And when I moved to yeah. to Londonderry, there, uh, I had like um, I didn't have a lot of things, so yeah, yeah I see, I, I didn't have to.
0: I mean, after a few years a of living somewhere, you do accumulate a lot of stuff. My apartment is an example yeah. of that. I have so much
1: junk. <laughs> so, but, but even when you move from Leuven to, to Brussels, how do you do? Like, did you rent a car? Like, did you help? Yeah. Uh, uh, did, you help uh, did you ask help, friends for help? The classic. Yes. Like, that's when you see uh, mm. who are the real friends, the ones that help you move. <laughs>
0: <in>. <laughs> yeah, I, I rented uh, uh, one of these vans uh, to, to move yeah. stuff. And I actually asked my friends if they were available on this day. It was a uh, it was a holiday? It was the first of November. Yes, first of November was a holiday. Uh, so I asked all my friends if they could come help. I live on the fourth floor, and I w- I was living packed. Oh, so this this is a story. I was living packed for over a month already because my previous apartment was under renovations. Yeah, and. and uh, the thing is, my contract was about to end mm-hmm. in, in December, but uh, the landlord changed. And meanwhile, the new landlord wanted to renovations. And I said, since I was going to leave, that they could renovate, which was a, a silly idea that I had. But they started renovating. So I had to move from the, I was living on the top floor and I had to move to the first floor. And then I had to move back two weeks, a month later for just two weeks. To, to the top floor, it was it was crazy living in a under renovation place. Anyway, I was already living out of boxes for over a month, so I bought many boxes. I had over twenty boxes of stuff. So it was already sorted, like everything was already packed a month before you moved. Yes, more or less. So it was that was okay. I wasn't very stressed on oh, the moment I moved to Brussels, but I was very stressed before during all this moving because I had to move I had some furniture in my old apartment, so I had to move even the furniture, which I just got rid of almost everything when I moved to Brussels because my place is furnished, yeah. so it's it's good. But it was it was intense because I live on the fourth floor and there's a lot of stairs in my apartment. And I had to move twenty seven boxes up. And my friends, they did we, not like it. <laughs> did you pay? Did you pay with beer and pizzas? Or yeah, of course, <laughs> there was a, there was drinks classic. and meals after to to compensate. Of course, that's how you do it. Just last week, I went to help a friend as well. Uh, funny story. I messed up the messaging. Because uh, I received this message in French saying that ah yeah we're gonna on Saturday morning we're gonna move can you help us and I said yes but I misinterpreted Saturday as Sunday so I thought it was Sunday and on Saturday morning I realized that I missed it <laughs> so I just text and I go uh, it's still I'm still able to help all my friends move uh, to say actually one of them the, actually also helped me here so uh, it was some payback
1: it's good yeah. a repay yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah a repayment yeah no but um,
1: Belgium it's funny because like uh, it's not really convenient to to as an expat to have a car so you no. commute by train to other cities mm-hmm. and within the city by bike and a lot of people move within the city with a bike and you carry <laughs> your furniture and your clothes with a bike <laughs> with a few trips yeah, I have so, seen this in
0: Leuven yes in Brussels not yeah. yet
1: and there is a a big second-hand market of furniture mm-hmm. and microwaves, and going around in La Remember one time when I was living there, I needed a microwave mm-hmm. and something to put the microwave on. So I just contacted a guy that was selling second-hand, and I had to cross like the whole city with that. Tr- like it was a, a stroller um, to put like things on, like a, a bar with wheels. <laughs> so I put the microwave on top of that bar with wheels and just dragged it across the city, <laughs> and it's just. Uh the struggles, the yeah. real struggles. I've seen people carrying sofas
0: in and chairs all across the city. Bikes. <laughs> yeah, on their bikes. Or just yeah. two people carrying it. It's also very common. I don't know if you've ever seen this in Leuven, but it's in Flanders at least it's common, that they have these recycling days in which you can put old furniture outside and then the, 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 the city will come and pick it up and, and take it for recycling. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. on these same days, people just go around to, you know, get a new couch. And I also that see you know,
1: <laughs> that's... That people also recycle their houses in those recycling yeah. days. Yeah, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, that's actually how I got uh, the the bed I had in my previous apartment. It was one of one Damn, of these days we were walking. There was a bed. I was like, ah, Can I take it? It's like, Yeah, we're
1: throwing <laughs> it away. Like, Yes. <laughs> did you did you kept the mattress as well? Or are you? No, the, the, are these, these are
0: these continental beds. You have like two single beds that put them together, and then you put a mattress on top. So these right. were just the bottom right. beds. And then I bought a mattress to put okay. on top. So I did keep the mattress. It's still here for my visits okay. whenever somebody comes visit. Did you buy an IKEA mattress? No, I did not buy an IKEA mattress. So, uh, that one was... a. Uh, it's it's yeah. actually very thin memory foam. So it was not worth it to go to IKEA to buy a big mattress just for this. No. So I bought a cheaper, yeah. thin well, one uh, to go on top. Of. It was already a bed. It had a mattress. It was just two beds. right?
1: Nah, no, the IKEA is the... Also, the the expat friends, like uh, if you want cheap furniture, you can just like put in an apartment. You just go there, rent the Ikea. Have you ever rented an Ikea van?
0: No, I have never rented an Ikea van.
1: Tell me about it. It's quite, no, it's just quite, quite useful. You you rent it outside the Ikea when you have too much stuff. You just pay the deposit, you bring it back. I actually did my whole, like, while I was living in Belgium, I moved to a new apartment within Leuven. Mm. And uh, I rented an Ikea van because I needed to buy, like, a couch. So I just moved the couch and then used the van the whole day to to, to transfer my, my stuff. So that was also interesting. Exploiting the perks of of Ikea vans.
0: Yeah, yeah I see. And there was an I actually never used an Ikea van. Huh. It's like you you should
1: you pay per hour, so like it's not the cheapest way to do it. But if you only use it for two hours, it actually yeah, becomes okay. quite cheap.
0: In that case, you are moving yeah. within the same city, so it was actually quite quick, probably. No, yeah, no, I actually never. I I actually need to go to to IKEA one of these days. I need to buy some place to put my shoes because so I. So you have are to, a shoe hoarder. A shoe you hoarder. Yeah, yeah I, I should probably clean up my shoes to <laughs> <laughs> have too many that I don't use. I think that's a uh,
1: this generation problem like having too many shoes, both for guys and for girls. Like, yeah.
0: I, so. I have a problem definitely. I still have the box that I moved in full of shoes because I didn't do anything about it. And how
1: many how many of those shoes did you use so far?
0: Maybe five pairs. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a problem. I cannot explain why.
1: No, but but it's interesting like uh, while you're at home it's so easy to move like you just ask for your parents help and everything is just quite handy like moving into a new country like it's always the struggle of like how do you move stuff like you have the first move it's the most difficult one Mm -hmm. when you have to bring all your clothes and the survival kit, like uh, one pan or
0: or two just for the first few days. Uh, You um, just arrive like with with your luggage full of clothes and and hygiene stuff. And then you go to the first flea market you find to buy a pan and two forks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And then you eat out for a whole month.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you camp for the first days, leave out of the microwave. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The first time I went abroad, it was for for my Erasmus. And yeah, I remember I, I got this student residence. Uh, I was living in a study, a student residence uh, in Ghent, which was actually a quite good one. Uh, but I remember on the very first day I arrived, I think we already talked about how I had this huge luggage full of stuff that was already uh, vacuum uh, With this big jacket. Yeah, vacuum packed. Yeah, yeah vacuum packed. But also this big winter jacket that I never used. <laughs> So what happened on this day, I arrived, it was about 8 o'clock in the evening, and uh, the reception for the student housing was already closed. Uh, so yeah. so they left somebody, I, I was supposed to find somebody, I don't remember clearly, I have had to find somebody that had the key, to give me the key so I could go into the room, so then I just waited, and then I had a phone number, and I, I eventually got the key, that's the point. I got to my room, I dropped <laughs> everything, but there was nothing in my room, there was just a bed, yeah. no sheets, nothing absolutely there was yeah. a chair and a bed and a desk and a fridge that was it and i remember i slept with my coat the winter coat on that night Jesus, <laughs> because man. i didn't even get a blanket the next day i just went to ask for a blanket because yeah they gave blankets. Uh, like uh, not even sheets uh, my first just just a, the a coat <laughs> I I have
1: to admit I was quite lucky. My first abroad experience also was in the Netherlands, but uh, like the the company that was renting the apartments or the rooms, they had a, a um, introduction pack. So you had uh-huh. like four plates, like four glasses, like uh, four pairs mm-hmm. of silverware, like a sheet, duvet, pillow which would they would uh, throw out after you were gone like the the sheets so i see uh, it was quite well prepared like uh, and it was easy to rent because you just had to pay in advance and mm-hmm. that was it like you were sorted for the semester yeah. so, this um, one
0: i was, was was very similar but they didn't give you anything i had to buy my own forks and my own knives and my own pots i remember i even bought a that's... knife and a pot that my mom still has <laughs> Because I really like that pot no.
1: and that dive. <laughs> uh, it's quite nice. That, that first experience is like, yeah. what do I need to survive? Like, I've like a pot, a pan, like one plate, <laughs> one glass. That, that would sort me for, for a full six months. Yeah, a toothbrush. No, it's some uh, shampoo, and voila. Toothbrush, yeah. Very, very basic. Yeah, yeah camper months. Like, that's, it's It's nice. life experiences. It's how you start like, eh? it's, it's just nice.
0: Camping in your house. Makes own you room. grow
1: up. <laughs> makes you grow up camping in your own house. Yeah. And, and then in the end, you buy so many stuff. And then in the end, you, you move out and you <laughs> look back and like, oh, shit, I had too much I stuff. I have too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just order, order, order. And yeah. But that's it. Like, that's the perks of moving into new countries and one and the of downfalls. the other perks of moving into new countries the downfalls. But it's interesting, in the end, I, I really like these experiences, like, yeah, I also uh, and you become used to them, after the second time you do it, you mm-hmm. already know the drill, you know what you have to buy, mm-hmm. you know how it goes, so just then you, you can't predict how it goes, so yeah. it's quite...
0: I don't think I would like to do this every year or every six months, but every once in a while, it's nice.
1: Yeah. At least All I really enjoyed
0: moving here, after four years living in yeah. London. so can't really complain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for the past two years, I've moved to three times, so it's it's time to, to stop. Oh, you're tired. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired of moving. <laughs> it's time to to give it a rest, because yeah. <laughs> moving, the problem of moving, as you said, is moving. <laughs> yeah, the problem of moving <laughs> is to. moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, this was a short, Let's yeah? That's
1: it, folks. Yeah, this was a short one, just... Uh, it's to right. update on the situation of moving into a new apartment <laughs> and the stories that came with other apartments abroad yeah so that's it
0: don't forget to subscribe follow yeah, us follow
1: on twitter spotify, spotify
0: apple Podcasts, google SoundCloud, Podcasts, and wherever SoundCloud you listen can. to us yeah cheers so long for listening to things you expect and see you in the next episode don't forget to leave us a rating in apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows